0: Hello, and welcome to the Grace Place NYC. We are a church in the neighborhood of Hamilton Heights in Harlem. Our purpose is to live for Christ, love the lost, and transform our culture.
1: Good morning, everyone. My name is Mr. Jafeth Ali It's a privilege to be alive today, and that's because today is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And so I'm also happy that you are alive today. Yes, you that are watching right now. Um, and so for a few seconds, I just want you to give God some praise because He is faithful for waking you up to see another day. Just give Him some praise. If you want to jump, jump. If you want to shout, shout. If you want to dance, feel free to dance um, because God is so faithful. He is greatly, greatly to be praised. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. We exhort you. If you want to lift your hands, lift your hands. If you want to kneel down, kneel down. Just for a few seconds, give Him some praise, some quality praise. For God is great, and his great need to be praised. Give Him some great praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we say thank you. For your love, we say thank you. For your grace, we say thank you. For all that you have done, we say thank you. Holy Spirit of God, we say thank you. Heavenly Father, we say thank you. King of kings, we say thank you. Lord of lords, we say thank you. Lord, there is none like you, and there is none to be compared to you. You are the great I am that I am. You are the one who was, and is, and is to come you are great oh God we say thank you for your faithfulness we say thank you for your love we say thank you you are El Shaddai my God there is none like you we give you the praise we give you the glory thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus wow that was that was needed that was needed um thank you Lord Jesus for me every opportunity I get or every time I wake up I do see that as an opportunity to be the best version of myself to be the best husband, to be the best father, to be the best friend, and also an opportunity to be a blessing to the lives of other people. And so each and every day that you wake up, I think it's very necessary. Um, Thanks to my pastor, my pastors, Pastor Steven and Pastor Priscilla Perumala. Thank you so much for this opportunity. So my pastor started a series uh, talking about I got the joy. And this was the letter Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. And it's an amazing, an amazing story. Um, I'm so happy to be a part of this. Um, he has done three parts already, and so I'll be doing part four today. By God's grace, I hope, to, I hope to continue in the step that He has started. When I was praying to God about what God wants me to tell His people today, I felt a heavy burden in my heart, and I, I was asking God, I was like, why do I feel this way? We know exactly what's happening right now in, in the world today, and that's because of the pandemic. And so I started to realize God actually had to tell me that this is exactly what is happening. And I was like, wow, this makes so much sense. And that actually means the fact that we've been disconnected somehow. We don't even know. In as much as we know we've been disconnected from friends and some family as well and loved ones, we've also been disconnected spiritually. And usually these things happen slowly. So for example, the word is coming straight on from TGP NYC 96.9. I won't be able to hear anything if I'm not tuned into that frequency 96.9 and so the Holy Spirit said we all have to tune in to his frequency if we want to receive God's word today so I beg you guys today and I'm asking that you tune in tune into the frequency of the Holy Spirit and I pray that God's word would come with power and touch our lives even today in the mighty name of Jesus amen so please tell your neighbor stay tuned and stay connected. Stay tuned, and stay connected. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to hear Your Word, Jesus. Lord, I humble myself before You and I ask and I pray that You fill me with Your Spirit. Lord, I ask and I pray You anoint my mouth, Lord. Let every word that proceed out of my mouth be Yours, oh God. Lord, I decrease that You might increase in me. Even today, we ask and pray that as Your Word come. Let Your Word come with power. Let Your Word come with grace let your word heal lives even today. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So in chapter two, which I'm actually going to start, Apostle Paul started um, to talk about the behavior of the Christian and what is expected of us, especially if we have to witness to people or witness Jesus to other people, and then also our mind. Um, So go with me real quick to the book of Philippians 2, one to 11 therefore if you have any encouragement from being united with christ if any comfort from his love if any common sharing in the spirit if any tenderness and compassion then make my joy complete by being like-minded having the same love being one in spirit and of one mind do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain concert, rather in humility value others above yourself not looking to your own interest but each of you to the interests of the others. Verse 5 In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of his servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. By becoming obedient to death even death on the cross therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father so first let's talk about Jesus because we need to have because Apostle Paul said we should have the same mindset as Jesus Christ so we need to understand Jesus to be able to be in the same mindset as Jesus so first and um, let's quickly go back to the book of Isaiah 9 verse 6 I read that real quick for towards a child is born to what his son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and he will be called wonderful Counselor, mighty God everlasting father Prince of Peace and the dominion shall rest on his shoulder. Wow. The line that's actually very strong here is, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Another version says, and the dominion will rest upon his shoulder. And the word dominion um, in the Hebrew language, um, in the book of Genesis 1 actually means to govern. And so the word of God, um, actually, when the word of God uses a part of the body to describe something or someone there is a reason for it and in this case the scripture used the shoulder so if we go back again it didn't say and the government will be upon his head and that's because Jesus Christ is the head and we as the church we are the body of Christ of Jesus Christ so Jesus is the head we are the body and where is the shoulder on the body So which actually means the dominion and the government should rest on our shoulders as Christians. That is exactly what we have to do. What does this shoulder emphasize? It actually emphasizes balance. So therefore the governing power here on earth should come from the church. The governing power in the world that we live in today, it should come from the church. So how can we lead or be in charge if we don't understand the place of the believer here on earth? And also if we don't have the attitude of Christ so there is no way we can take dominion if we don't understand Christ and understand why we're placed here on earth so the subtitle um, for this scripture is renewing your mind if you want to write that down renewing your mind I've got the joy part for renewing your mind so if we're going to make a change in this world we'll have to renew our mind the mind is a powerful it's a powerful thing it all starts with the mind. So now I'm going to break down the scripture. So let's go through it individually, step by step. So let's go back to um, Philippians 2. Therefore, if you have any encouragement for being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being one spirit and of one mind and of one mind I actually did emphasize that one mind there is power in unity and that makes me um, remember an African proverb which says the strength of the broom lies not in the power of a single front but in the resilience of its united fronts." and that actually means there is strength in unity there is strength in having the same mind there is strength in coming together strength in community and um, also there is a funny Nigerian proverb that says "Na condition make fish bend meaning when one is forced to do the unthinkable in certain circumstances so in a situation where you find yourself and you know that it's not right to do but then the pressure is too much and then you start to yield in other words bend so that's what that funny proverb means and so it's the same thing um, when I talked about the African proverb where um, Um, the strength of a broom so imagine if i took up one strand or one stick from the broom from the bundle Um, it's very easy for me to break but then if i have about a hundred all together it's hard for me to break it although sometimes it might bend but it will never break once it's all bounded together and that's what it means and that's why it's also very necessary and very important to be in fellowship with the believers it's very important and um, so, don't go out saying I, I accept my fate, which is actually it's it's a very common thing where pe- things happen to you, and then the next thing you say, well, uh, it, it's just me, I accept my fate. No, as believers, we don't walk by fate, F A T E. We walk by faith. Hashtag faith, not fate. All right, I'm sure you all got that one. <laughs> Alright, so let's go to the next scripture. It says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition of vain concept. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Man, that's real love right there. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interests of the others. So, verse 3 was it says <laughs> it actually means don't do anything just so um, you could get something in return from the other person. And just like it says here, selfish ambition. So it's almost like your life's goal is to just give to people, hoping that you get something in return. Apostle Paul here said that is wrong. He said we shouldn't do that. Um, he said, give out of love and in reverence to God, and see it as a privilege. And it also here he says, all vain concepts that actually is pride. Where you're almost like, um, yeah, I'm giving to you here yeah, because I I think I I have I have quite a lot. Um, so. I, I made it happen. No, you didn't make it happen. God made it happen through you. So be humble and be grateful. Um, Apostle Paul said we should do all of that. And whilst doing it, he said we should do it in humility. Oh, Jesus, that was so good. In humility, value people's need. Here's how it says it in the scripture not looking to your own interests. Um, okay, rather, in the humility, value others above yourselves. So in other words, value other people's need, value other people's time, value other people's friendship, value their presence and um, value one another. Actually, we should value one another, especially in the body of Christ. Don't be too blind that you only see your need and not that of your neighbor. And then verse four, not look into your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others wow this one seems really difficult Um, especially if you're facing a challenge it's almost like how do I think about someone else's interest when I I have a lot going on with me Well, actually we can do it because if Jesus did it it means we can actually do it don't just look out for your own interest at the expense of other people's interest especially if you have the capacity to meet their need or encourage them I'll say that again don't look out for your own interest at the expense Of other people's interests especially if you have the capacity to meet their need I think this is very important and also if you have the opportunity to encourage them always do that and that's what Apostle Paul was admonishing the church in Philippi verse 5 in your relationship with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus have the same mindset as Christ Jesus and then you might After hearing this, next question is, how do we acquire this same mind with one another when in fact we are all individuals? How do we live together with unconditional love and compassion when the world around us is so hard of heart? How can we love people who don't love us? Hmm. How do we do this? How, how, how? Um, How do we do this? And the answer to that question is another question. How did Jesus do it? So if you know how Jesus did it, then you know how to do it and how to get by. And so how did Jesus do it? Here, Jesus came into this world looking and acting as we should. Jesus came into this world as an example and laid down principles. That is how Jesus did it. First, he came as a human, which Apostle Paul Paul talks about down in scripture. Um, It came in in human form and it came as an example. So there's a lot of things God did, or Jesus in this case did, and he laid down principle. And that's one thing I, I, I admire and I love about God. He's a God of principle. So he says, do this so you can get this. If you want to get this, do this and you will get this. It's that simple. And so Jesus came as an example of that. And he laid a benchmark of what is expected of us as believers and if we know these things then we will have answers to the house so verse 6 it says who being in very nature of god did not consider equality with god something to be used to his advantage so this part is starting to talk about jesus humility which is very important so it means even though he was God, he didn't feel that presenting himself as God was necessary. He knew he was God, but he didn't think that was necessary. He had to come in flesh as a human. He had all of the privileges. But yeah, he says, we've in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God. That is humility. Some Christians today are not witnessing because they keep presenting themselves as Christians. It actually means you don't have to say it out loud that I am a Christian, I am a Christian. Your life should show it. If people can't see the difference between you and the world, especially in terms of your behavior, then you have some work to do. And I'm actually talking to myself, I'm talking to everyone that's watching right now because honestly there there is no point living a life as a goat when your father is the lion of the tribe of Judah because a lion cannot give birth to a goat or give birth to a snail or an ant no that's an error like my father would say it's an error the lion will give birth to a baby lion which is a cub and so that is the same thing for us we shouldn't just live here on earth without knowing who we are verse 7 rather he made himself nothing wow Another translation would say, he made himself of no reputation by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Oh God, this is, he made himself of no reputation. And that's because the only way to win humans was to be a human as well. And then it says, by taking the very nature of a servant. For me, that's the highest level of service you remember when jesus had to wash the feet of his disciples in my head i always think of someone bowing down and then the other person is sitting down and then the person kneeling is washing their feet so yes that was exactly what jesus was doing but it's still not enough imagine what the the disciples did at the time so they were always with jesus and they were always going out back and forth so let's say for example that day was was a rainy day and they had Stepped their feet in mud and then they all came in to this place and Jesus took a bowl with water and a cloth to wipe their feet then they didn't have like a hose with the spray mouth and then just, just wash your feet right no if they did it would have been nice and easier for Jesus but no Jesus showed an example so he had a bowl and a cloth or a towel put it in the bowl wash their feet Put it back in the rain, wash their feet till it's clean. God led me to the scripture, John 14, 12. It actually did open my eye to see that it is very possible. It is very possible. All you need to do is have the mind of God. Here, um, John 14, uh, 12. He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me would do the same work I have done. And even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Hmm. This was Jesus saying, he said the work that he did, we're actually going to do the same thing because he's going to be with the Father and now he's with the Father. So we don't have an excuse. So we have to do it. We have to be humble. We have to serve. It is very important. Here when I was reading about um, God, like how would this God in his majesty decide not to use all of those privileges and no one really knew about that. Um, so, yeah, there were only three humans that actually saw Jesus in his God form. Three humans, and those were uh, Peter and then the brothers, James and John. And this was on the Mount of Transfiguration. So I'm sure some of you might be wondering what actually did happen on this Mount, mount, mount of Transfiguration, The whole has happened. I'll just quickly go through it because I think um, there's actually a very important story that I want us to get from there. Um, so let's read Matthew 17, 1 to 9. Matthew 17, 1 to 9. Now here is the interesting part. As they went back down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Jesus said, Keep quiet. Don't tell anyone about what you just saw. What do you think Jesus would say, um, Don't tell anyone? And that's because if people did see that, oh, wow, this is okay, I'm going to follow you. By the time they see all these things, they'll be like, oh, this is this is God. Um, I'm going to I'm going to follow him. No, Jesus didn't want that. Um, and that's another thing um, God never took away from us the ability to choose. He wanted us to choose for ourselves. Um, another funny funny thing I saw in this scripture was when um, um, Paul had seen this. So imagine his reaction. Like Paul didn't even. Oh sorry, my I'm sorry. Peter didn't even waste time. He went straight. It was like, let's just be let's just build a house here. Like the presence of God is so powerful right here. We should let's build a house. We'll build like three three shelters, tabernacle, and we'll stay here. For, to me that was that was funny because I can actually relate to that. It's almost like when I'm worshiping or singing, I always want to just just stay there for a long time. Just just leave me. Let me be. Like, oh the presence of God is so wonderful. No, you should be able to reach out to people because whilst you're there, people are dying away without knowing Christ. And so that's another thing I do appreciate about my brother um, um, Christian DJ Chris. Um, so when he actually comes to visit, that was before the pandemic, we would come, talk about God, talk about life, and then we worship together. He plays the keys, I just sing. And most of the time, it's always an amazing experience, like we feel God's presence. And left for me, I'll just say, oh, that's fine, that's good, all right, bro, I'll see you another time. But no, Chris actually would say, bro, let's, let's, let's go live. Like, he wanted to share this with people, and that is very important. Like, I really appreciate that about Chris. Let's share this with people, and before you know it, boom, Facebook live, and it's playing. I'm singing, and then people are touched, and they feel the presence of God. I think that we should all do the same we should do the same and not be like Peter who was like um, well I'm not going back home to my wife no I'm just gonna stay here <laughs> well I don't know what was happening in Peter's house at the time but um, it's very important for us to go out there um, even when we've been filled with the Spirit of God and then I wrote down here if you hear about the terrible or bad news regarding your brother or sister and you immediately think that's an opportunity to gossip and then you also get excited wow then you need to change you need to change this was dropped in my heart by the Holy Spirit you need to change we need to change I need to change we all need to change You could feel that way because that's not an attitude of Christ so let's go straight to verse 8 and being found in the appearance as a man he humbled himself being found in the appearance of a man which means this being is actually or was not even a man but was found in the appearance of a man. So in this case, it's called the supreme being it was found in the appearance of a man. And what did he do afterwards? He humbled himself. Just for a second, think if you if you had um, some superpowers, if, if you are a superhero, what would you do? Because I, I know what I would do. <laughs> so imagine if you had that power. Do you think you would be so humble when it's almost like I can get whatever I want to get and do whatever I want to do. Just think about that and then now in this case God, why did he humble himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross? Ah. I just thought about my life and the things that I've done in the past and I'm sure some of you can relate as well where you've done some things in your life in the past that you, you almost seem like you are irredeemable, like you are, you can't be saved. I felt like that. I've been in situations like that. And then I'm just thinking about it. I'm almost like, wow. For oh, here, he says Jesus died on the cross. God's God's love is just so indescribable. In Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law, having become a cost for us, for it, is re- for it is written, cost is every man, or everyone who hangs on a tree so Jesus God Almighty in human form had to be a curse just to save us Wow it means you're worth dying for the church is worth dying for Ah, pray God help us and I pray that we see how important we are to Jesus Christ and trying try to make sure that the sacrifices that he made are not in vain I pray that God will help us hmm. so tell your neighbor today I have to change uh, tell you all the neighbor I have to change today we have to change because the harvest is right the laborers of you it's time for us to harvest so so let's quickly go to Luke 5 27 uh, I'm reading 27 to 30 And later, as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up, left everything and followed him. Later, Levi held a banquet in his his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' disciple, why do you eat and drink with such scum? Jesus answered them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent, savage Jesus. Like he gave them a reply that made them seem like they were stupid. He said, Healthy people don't need a doctor. He said, Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, <laughs> but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Salvage Jesus right there. Anyways, let's go to Luke seven thirty three to thirty five. It says for John the Baptist, this is still the same Pharisees talking. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look, a gluten and a wine Bible, the friend of tax collectors and sinners. Hmm. Wisdom, but wisdom, is justified by all her children. So John the Baptist came, he didn't eat, he didn't drink, and then you're like, he's possessed, um, or he has a demon. And now here is Jesus, he's eating, drinking with the sinners, just so he can win them back to God. And now you say, he's a drug, he's a glutton, he likes food to too much. What else do you want him to do? So Jesus said, I didn't come for the righteous, but for the sinners. Hence, hanging out with them. Because that's the only way he can actually reach out to them, by hanging out with them. And so that's exactly what Jesus did and his response is just so savage, but the the part that actually got to me was He said, but wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it The other version says justified by all her children This is important In other words, Jesus Jesus was saying That wisdom is very important and what he is doing is wisdom and so um, I, I want you to write down three words so it's a, it's a three-stage kind of word so first is knowledge and then the second is understanding and the third is wisdom those three um, I want you all to get this so what does this so what does this mean or what's the difference so number one knowledge is information knowledge is information understanding is revelation wisdom is application so first knowledge is information understanding is revelation and then wisdom is application please don't miss this when god gives you information it means you've got the knowledge of what to do or what is to come and that is right in the scripture the scripture that's the bible has all of the information you need and once you get that information you have knowledge of exactly what god is saying it is that simple you know the word that's what it is you know the word you've got the information you've got the joy amen and number two you get a revelation of the information that's that's um revelation now that's the understanding so when you understand the information, it means you've gotten a revelation and then it further means you can actually comprehend what you just heard or what you just read. But then once you grasp the idea or an understanding of that information, that is revelation. Um, and Apostle Paul understood all of these things. Um, and number three which is wisdom, which is an application. So number one and two is, is not just enough. The knowledge, and which is the information, understanding, which is revelation, is not just enough. But application, which is wisdom, is what is important. And this is where the problem is with um, the Pharisees because they have the information, they have the revelation, but they don't have the application, which is wisdom. And that was where they were always missing it. Every time they missed it in that part. And so Jesus literally told them to their face that this is wisdom. What I'm doing right now, eating and drinking with sinners, that is wisdom. I'm applying what I know in the scripture, which is the information, which is knowledge and the revelation, which is the understanding I'm putting it to work. And that is so good right there. As soon as I got this revelation, I was was so, so good. So here is what God wants for the church a church that can actually take what they know about the kingdom and apply it to their present day work. So the life that we live in today, what you read in the Bible, the revelation that you get from it, God wants us as a church, as a person, to apply this to our daily lives and that is wisdom. That takes wisdom. And so yeah, Jesus is saying, what you see me doing is wisdom, eating with sinners, hanging out with prostitutes and drunkards. A child of wisdom applies wisdom, and that was Jesus Christ. So here's a familiar sentence: "Said I've tried out, I've tried to reach out to them, and uh, they don't seem to listen. And so maybe at this point, I think I think I'm done. I'm sure we have, we've all heard that sentence before. And then you get angry. You get angry for the fact that someone wasn't listening to you or something." well it's, it's okay to be frustrated but imagine if Jesus said the same thing to you I don't think you'll be here today I don't think I'll be here today if Jesus said the same thing to me and so I'm coming to the end of this um, salmon which honestly this 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 has been so so amazing so verse 9 therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and honor the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father or to the glory of God the Father my God this is so powerful this is so powerful so because of his humility he was exalted and the King James version actually says he's the humble and exalted Christ so we should be humble today We should emulate Christ, do what Jesus Christ did. So when we mention that name, Jesus, there is power in that name. Every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. Apostle Paul was reminding us here, Jesus Christ has already done everything that we need to do. He has already laid down um, the platform and the benchmark. All we have to do is just walk in it and do what is expected of us, reach out to the lives of other people the best way that you can with the mind of Christ and be humble and also apply wisdom. Wisdom is very important. Apply wisdom. Be wise as a serpent, be gentle as a dove. And then my final scripture is from the book of Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, or be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God.
0: Thank you for being with us at TGP NYC. You can listen to other sermons on Spotify or wherever else podcasts are available. For further details about The Grace Place, please visit TGP.NYC.